welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I am producer Bill. I'm Ron Swallow. I'm Ed Greer. We are going to be uh, contrasting and comparing, as we often do on the show, but this time it's going to be, as Ed likes to call them, cross-company doppelgangers. So Marvel and DC have both been around in one form or another since about 1940, And in that time, as has been well documented, they have created and sold us many heroes that are like slight variations on the exact same flavor. So today we are going to look at which one is better in the case of these best doppelgangers or maybe worst doppelgangers throughout all of comics. I think one of the most boring ones, honestly, is the ones they're similar just because they do the same thing. But sometimes it's hard to even decide who's supposed to be doppelganging who because the stuff that is the same between Doctor Strange and Doctor Fate Mm. is really low. But Mm -hmm. if you watched a movie, you would think that they were the same person because we've decided that there's a certain way to depict magic. But realistically, they don't really have too much. And one of them is basically possessed. And the other one is a guy who's marshalling all these forces. I mean, I think there's a similarity in so much as they are both connected to ancient orders that, you know, tap into the primal secrets of the cosmos. But yeah, I mean, their characterization is completely different. And, you know, ultimately, the way they go about their magic tends to be very different, too. Like, Doctor Strange has always been about specific spells that do specific things. And Dr. Fate, I feel like has always been way more amorphous, you know, like summoning creatures or portals or shit like that. You know why they're both doctors is Dr. Fate a doctor. (laughs) I don't think he's a doctor. And you know what? I don't like him taking the name. (laughs) I I question your credentials, doctor. (laughs) He's not licensed. (laughs) Dude, you're getting eaten by some Cthulhu out of a racist imagination. (laughs) And then he comes down to save you. And you're just like, excuse me. Are you an uh, actual doctor? And he's like, well, well, no, but I am possessed by Naboo and ancient. Well, you know, if you're not a doctor, I think I'm going to have to have you yeah. wait. I got my PPO on the line. And I'm <laughs> I mean, work look, it out. look, there's PhDs out there. All right. It's very important <laughs> to respect them because they've worked very hard to get these PhDs. And that's who you call a doctor, sir. As you get yeah. pulled into a hell dimension, show me your <laughs> diploma. <laughs> It's Dartmouth or nothing. <laughs> As you get dragged to the night circle of fucking hell. Uh, yeah, well, if I had to pick between them, I'm just going to be a basic bitch and go Doctor Strange because I just think being possessed by something and being its conduit is not as cool as being your own guy who went and learned all this shit. Yeah. If I'm just going to boil it down to two things, you know, Doctor Strange wins that one. So, well, this is sort of what we're going to be doing throughout these. And some of these are super slam dunks. So let's just get through them. Goddamn. Um, Hawkeye and Green Arrow, go. Who's better? That's actually hard. Let's go. Yeah, Hawkeye, Green Arrow. I mean, here's the thing. Traditionally, I think you would say Hawkeye. Yeah. But Green Arrow over the past, I don't know, 15 years or so, probably starting with that TV show, has had a little bit of a rehabilitation. Because for Mm -hmm. the longest time, he was just like, if feet shitty Batman with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Which I guess he still kind of is. I'm going to go Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) <laughs> no but you're, you're right that it isn't as slam dunk as i was trying to make it out to be but that's part of the art of it right it's very simple but is it yeah well like the other thing is hawkeye as a character as a person as uh, is just more interesting i think like especially the new iterations of him it's like 
he's he's involved with this giant group of superpowered individuals that he has to try to stay on a level with. He's not rich. He's just like a dude who's like, you know, probably living off of whatever money Tony Stark is willing to hand down to him from time to time, mm-hmm. you know, working for shield or whatever other weird shit is, is uh, going on in that, you know, and, and uh, I don't know. It just seems like a more interesting character. He's got more going for him. I think. I mean, I think the movies have done a lot though, to also rehabilitate Hawkeye's perception Although I do know that Hawkeye for the longest time. So this is the thing, right? I have never been an Avengers reader. So Uh, everything I know sort of about the fandom and the history of the Avengers and comics has been through secondhand, not, not through actually reading the books. I know that Hawkeye though has had like a very intensely loyal fan following for a very long time as someone who only appreciated him essentially as a visual for the longest time. I was always like, Hawkeye sucks. And <laughs> I mean, as far as that the mask is pretty stupid. I mean, the mask, the purple costume, the weird, like he's whatever that thing is called that hangs down between his legs. Like, I, and um, look, I believe that's a, a penis. No, no, not, not the dick. Well, he's got <laughs> like the cloth flap dick, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean? yeah, I know yeah it's the flap, yeah. Tunic. Loincloth it's like a, sort, sort of, of a, it's almost Tunic, almost like a kilt, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a kilt with slits in it. Right. Extra saucy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe so he strips on the side. And it's not like Green Arrow <laughs> is bringing a ton to the table in that department either. But at yeah, least it's literally Robin Hood. Yeah, but there's at least some cohesiveness to the whole Errol Flynn Robin Hood aesthetic, which also sucks, but is not as bafflingly sucky as Hawkeye. And that's just I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> It's very I mean, hard. This, Maybe we're going to have to go with just the colors on this one. Do you like green better <laughs> or do you like purple better? All right. Okay, we're not going to decide this like goddamn M&Ms. I, 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 you know what? I think, I think, okay, let's count what sucks about them and how much it sucks. <laughs> right. Because like, honestly, I think if you really get down to it, they both really suck. I mean, let's not try to sugarcoat this. Now they have polished these turds to mm-hmm. a nice sheen in recent times. We've definitely said this. So that Matt being Fraction. the case, uh, Matt Fraction for, for homeboy. And I guess you got to give credit to Judd Winnick's ninjization of mm-hmm. Ollie um, as putting him over for the new uni- universe, even though I personally think that very much sucks. I'm going to step outside my body like, you know, uh, like dead man and get, I'm going to get outside my body and look at it objectively and go, the ninjification worked. And then they do the series, which works. And then right. cements that more uh, me and Bill. And to a certain extent, you too, Ron um, lament him not being an ultra liberal, like he ultra liberal, quote unquote, reasonable person right. uh, in, in the in the seventies yes. when he was going up against the, the so called more right wing. I would say apolitical, or rather, he thought he was apolitical. How Jordan thought he was a citizen of the universe and was right. apolitical. He was on some "I'm not black, I'm OJ" type bullshit, and just sort of oblivious. I'm a space guy. My morals are up here. Bullshit. And, you know, Ali was like, no, 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 no. On real on real Earth where motherfuckers got to pay rent, they don't like live off their military salary from flying test jets or or just on some weird space moon. Real real people got bills. Even me. Now I can pay mine because I inherited some money, but we're not going to talk about me. We talk about these dirty, (laughs) these dirty people in the streets with problems. He was really about that life. And they've kind of stripped that away and just installed this ninja engine which works and is cool 
quote unquote cool. But I, I don't know, man. Uh, you know. So that's, I mean, that's the thing. I, I've always felt that because of that, Green Arrow has had a little bit more of a reason to exist within the milieu of the superhero universe. And and yeah. as with so many things, I thought that was best captured by Justice League Unlimited, mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. really leaned into him sort of being the everyman conscience of the team. And I, yeah, like you say, Ed, I bemoan the fact that that's sort of been lost in a lot of the other modern iterations but it shouldn't be discounted that that really was his his bag for a long time and to me that's like points in his favor yeah Yeah, for me a lot as well like i'm you know uh actively trying to make people's lives better is one of the should be one of the goals of superheroes so (laughs) and even if you think that sucks like if you're somebody that thinks they're a centrist but you're really right wing you think you're a libertarian but you're really like the most republican human on earth you won't admit it to yourself even if you're one of those you could see that part of his personality as kind of interesting at least as, as like a foil for the more conservative put the, you know, as I've stated many times, put the flag back on top of the fucking uh, White House type superheroes that that have come before, you know. Oh, are you a cop? Well, let me listen to everything you have to say, even though I'm I'm flouting the law, but it really comes down to it. What do you have to say, fellow hero? You know, right. that that type of person with superpowers, I think there must be somebody, and it's and it's interesting that he's one of the weaker ones. Mm-hmm. He, he may have money, but even his his money, like throwing money at problems, I mean, rich people like to tell you that that wouldn't solve anything, but I think in a practical <laughs> reality, unless it's spent correctly, it won't solve stuff either. Yeah. And again, it's just something for him on a character level to own that differentiates him from these other characters. And for me, I guess I just never got what that was with Hawkeye. I do think the Matt Fraction stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long he was canonically hearing impaired, but the way that Matt Fraction sort of leaned into that and sort of turned him into, you know, the lovable loser of the of the Marvel Universe, like that was some good shit. Yeah. Well, at West Coast Avengers, I got to say, as a little wee kid, probably some of those stories were bad. But I do remember this as annual with um, Hawkeye. Blah, 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 blah. All the Avengers got killed in this big space war. And at the end, this person would kill them all. Uh, it would think of the grandmaster as somebody was there and they, and Barton convinced them to do a game of chance mm. for the, for the fate of the universe, basically. Cause he was like the sole survivor for some reason. And he basically tricked this godlike deity because he just sort of palmed one of his arrow things. It was just like, which one has the, which one has the explosive head? Whoa, you sucker. You, you, you lost. And he's like, no, <laughs> and then everything gets that back right and everybody comes back to life and shit. And I got to say, it was one of the seminal moments of my childhood of reading comics was watching the least of them, the literal least of them. Like even Moon Knight got taken out. Tigra got taken out. And fucking Iron Man got taken out. Thor got taken out. And fucking stupid Hawkeye was still alive and saved the day. And I was like, all right, Marvel. Like, I think it ignited my street level, whatever. So I got it yeah. as an anecdotal thing. I got to give him some credit for that. <sighs> I still might. I, I don't know, man. I think this might be as close as it's going to be to a stalemate. Yeah. I really can't pick between these fuckers. They both have immense highs and immense lows. Yeah, I, 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 I will say this. Hawkeye's origin is basically that, like, his parents died. He was in an orphanage. It was a bad orphanage. He ran away. He joined a carnival. And uh, then he shot arrows. He got like trained by. The oh, soldier. really? 
Yeah, that's basically yeah. his origin. Well, yeah, oh. he, so, he is a carny, and he did, yeah, like Ron said, learned a lot of skills, and he definitely got some mentorship from some guys who taught him kind of a grifter lifestyle of like, what it, do what you got to do and have this super outsized skill and practice all the time because, you know. Uh, Ed, I'm going to need to correct you. He's not a carny. He is a traveling amusement park creator. <laughs> okay. I'm not happy you be smirch. <laughs> Now that is some woke content right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Travel. <laughs> ah, shit. Okay, so yeah, I personally I gotta say, I know it's not great radio, but I think that's a fucking stalemate, dude. Yeah. They I, <laughs> they suck a lot and they're cool a lot. And, yeah, and <laughs> the ones but uh, and it's one of those things where, like, what are you judging on? If like the TV show, the first couple of years of that TV show were pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, Marvel movies, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: does Hawkeye make those movies better, or, as I might argue, does Hawkeye sometimes make those movies worse? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you go Matt Fraction run. That's Is true. There is there mm-hmm. anything better than that See, Matt Fraction run? But that's what I'm saying. Like fucking Green Arrow having a having two distinct big points of being big, and even maybe three if you count the Mike Grell stuff. When mm. basically fucking Green Arrow was the only hero that was published by one of the big two that and actually in, killed motherfuckers. It was real yeah. about his. You know what I'm saying? Who <laughs> went around? It was like doing it. Yeah, that's true. All also, right. Hawkeye and Old Man Logan. That's um, fair. Yeah, but, all, but hey, let me let me rebut Green Arrow and Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. This oh. is very. They're, they're both. They're Who'd such have thought that good... this is the one that would be so close? <laughs> I'm telling you, there's such side bananas, side bananas. I don't know what that is. <laughs> by the by, the way, fuck you, Mark Miller. You totally ripped off Green Arrow and Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. with the old man Logan storyline with Hawkeye. Like, <laughs> we know what you were doing. We know what you did. Um, 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 excuse me, Mike. It's an homage. I know he doesn't <laughs> talk like that, but still. <laughs> uh, close close enough to Scottish. Also, though, Green Green Arrow uh, equally kick-ass in Kingdom Come, if we're talking about dystopian futures. True. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I I got to mm. say, this one's an actual wash. I yeah. really I really got to say it. I think that one's I think that one's a wash. That's that's pretty baller right there. Let's, I mean, let's say that's a that's a challenge to future creators. Like you got to pick up that baton and run with it to really differentiate one over the other. Yeah, mm, absolutely. All right, well let's let's do a bad guy real quick before we get to some more heroes. I think nice. this might might be very interesting. Uh, Thanos or Dark Side? Oh. oh man, here's here's my overarching argument i'm gonna say dark side because of course i am yes. and i will but i will further say that the way the mcu made thanos so kick-ass was essentially by aping dark side mm-hmm. more so than the original character like the the way that thanos is portrayed like the performance and the writing you know not down to the details but i would argue a lot of that is some dark side shit, which is kind of unfortunate because I think a lot of modern media adaptations, all the cartoons that have dark side in it often miss the mark wildly. Yeah. I guess as do a lot of the modern comics. 
So this one's a little bit difficult too, because if we're talking like the actual, essentially Kirby Grant Morrison conception of dark side and ignoring all other conceptions, mm-hmm. like that's one of the greatest, I mean, that inspired fucking Darth Vader for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. But then you get all these other people that turn dark side into just sort of like this milk toast evil for evil's sake, alien conqueror. And then Thanos starts out as an evil for evil's sake, alien conqueror. And Marvel takes some of the characterization and motivation from the original dark side, puts it on him and turns him into a kick-ass character in the movies. Like that's a little bit of a twisted tale. Yeah. yeah this one's closer than I thought it was going to be too, honestly, because the, the let's, let's talk about, the conception in the comics is just he wants to get laid by uh, death. death. Really, <laughs> that's really what that comes down to in the comics, which is ridiculous, uh, but also hilarious. Well, but just think about, okay, really, really quickly. I know that that's been much maligned, but I will proffer this. Imagine, imagine mm-hmm. making death come and I'm not talking about jumping out of a window and landing on your fucking head. I'm yeah. talking about making death have a an, an a cosmo-shattering orgasm yeah. from yeah. you melding with it on somehow somehow dominating it in, in a kinky way and a not in a totally safe word way. You and death got a fucking safe word because you're railing death. I don't know, man. There's something very powerful about that idea of like this thing that takes everybody's soul, that takes it away to another dimension. You're having intellectual, sexual, psycho, sexual, conjugal conversations with this thing, intercourse, verbal and otherwise, with this unknowable concept. I think that's pretty fucking interesting. I think you made it interesting. Well, that's that's, (laughs) – no, I think you're dead on, Ron, because – in conception, that is very Shakespearean. Like, that's some shit out of the Tempest right there. But, again, as so often happens with Jim Starlin shit, it wasn't portrayed in a way that made it feel like operatic and, you know, gods and monsters and other dimensions. Like, yeah. it was just two people chilling on an asteroid, you know, having a will-they-won't-they they flirtation drawn in the house, Marvel House style. Dude, it's Ron Lim bit, trying yeah. to do some wrenching emotional scene of Thanos. I love Ron Lim. That dude's a workhorse. And if you need a comic drawn, it's going to get done. Ron Lim's going to do it, period. Never misses deadlines. Fucking stalwart. Him, Ron Friends, people like that are the back. Sal Bersima, they're the back fucking bone of the industry. But when it came down to some of these emotions, dog, <laughs> it yeah. really they really wasn't it. And just this bag of bones sitting there. Looking stupid because she doesn't have any fucking facial features that you could even cheat cartoonishly to make right. her have a, this. It just really didn't work. And on the combo page, it definitely didn't work. So I'm glad that they definitely didn't drag that into the movies. I'm just saying Robert Eggers directing that shit or something. They could have. They could have brought that fuck the fuck the devil, fuck death well, thing yeah. into it. It could have been pretty dope. But I, I mean, to a certain extent, that feels like a missed opportunity. And you could say that about pretty much all the portrayals of their cosmic entities in Marvel. Like if you think about how eternity played into Thor love and thunder, right? Oh boy. I mean, essentially as this weird non-entity MacGuffin wishing well, a fucking wish eternity is your wishing. Well, the fuck out of here. That's insane. 
But again, it's like in concept, it could be so much more if, you know, you have these personifications, which again is, is some Jack Kirby shit, you know, originally, but like these personifications of the fundamental forces of the universe with eternity and infinity. There's like, I don't know, there's a couple of those, but like death would sort of fit in there, whatever's above the celestials essentially. And yeah, being able to like ascend to a plane where you are seen as a possible equal to those beings and like, how do you earn their favor? I mean, that is some cool shit, but also, I don't know, man, like it it just has been portrayed very lamely. Yeah, he just he's just on an asteroid date with this with this dopey dead broad. That's yeah. what it comes off like in yeah. the, in but, the comics. But I, I got to bring this up. You know, we do the movie comparison, uh, Dark Side and the Snyder Cut. I mean, that's what I mean. I, that's sort of a platonic ideal of the worst offenders, where you lean into the visual of Dark Side, which is an all timer, right? Like it is this weird you know, giant stone creature with like, you know, Egyptian S and M gear on, like that's some hot (laughs) shit, Yeah, but you know, you just don't portray any of the nuance. So it's just, he's this snarling monster who wants to kill everybody. Yeah. And he gets his ass kicked in the first, like five minutes (laughs) of the fucking movie. I mean, he gets his uh, ass whooped. uh, like a bitch, <laughs> Her- Hercules and Zeus or something, and like real quick too. Yeah, uh, but but worse than that, they got there was a deleted scene, and I understand how you're gonna have a four hour movie and have this deleted scene still. But I was able to find it on a server, and mm-hmm. it's Darkseid coming back, and he's patting his pockets, and he's like, "Oh fuck." Where's the anti-life equation? Where's the anti-life equation? Oh shit, man, where did I leave that? Okay, I went to Earth 356, got my ass kicked. Went to Earth 617, got my ass kicked. Went to ah. Earth 3872, whooped their ass. Then I had a streak, had a three-game winning streak on different <laughs> Earths. Ah, oh, fuck, this is going to be hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Send Barter out to find this goddamn, oh, hell, Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that he's dark wing. <laughs> dark wing. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like I was, I was going for like a, a, a like a Pat Oswalt doing Nick Nolte vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh hell, oh, <laughs> it's just a, exasperated. Oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, a little bit more. Oh. Yeah, so so there you go. Like I think I I think as far as a you'd almost have to break them into comic conception versus and, um, movie conception. Yeah. Obviously, movie conception, Dark Side would get totally destroyed, but that's not fair because, like, no. he he is used in different superhero fare. But as we talked about on our New Gods episode, which you should definitely check out if you haven't checked it out yet, hmm. uh, gosh, his essence is so ephemeral and so powerful that the more you have him get punched by Superman, the worse he gets. It, yes. it doesn't help him to get continuously just like some characters we're going to talk about later, like Deathstroke. It's like Deathstroke is so sick, but how sick are you? The 15th time fucking Nightwing beat your ass. The 15th time spoiler and Batgirl dump your ass in a trash compactor or something you barely escaped to go lick your wounds in your own stupid book. You know what I'm saying? Like, how right. dope can you be when you're getting jobbed out like this all the time? You know what I mean? Yeah. It just. I'm, I'm going to say Dark Side's the best in this I, situation. 
I'm also going to go dark side, and I feel like what puts it over the top for me is if you look at the original conception of the character, yeah. um, you know, Jack Kirby was telling a contained story that was very much operatic gods and monsters, all about generations and legacy, and and finally, like, he, he wrote an ending for Darkseid in the Hunger Dogs graphic novel, and, like, it worked. And then he, you know, just essentially got retconned into being the big bad of the MCU. But the original conception of Thanos was just, hey, we need a big, imposing, cosmic bad guy for the MCU. Sorry, Darkseid in the DCU, Thanos in the MCU. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I respect Darkseid a lot more as a creation. Well, and let's talk about, with the two iterations, even the cool version that Ed brought up of of your being part of death and, and, and knowing the ins and outs, you know what I'm saying? Anybody? Nobody? Um, <laughs> the, the ins and outs of death? Oh, yeah. <laughs> As a jokes. Okay, but then, <laughs> but then also the other con- conception is he just wants to bring what he thinks of balance by killing half of the world, the entire universe, which let's say I love the people who are like, oh, Thanos is right. No, he fucking wasn't. There's a billion <laughs> different fucking things you could do to solve that problem. And if your first thought is murder all the people, that means you're a psychopath and you're not real. I mean, look, they did a great job and I totally enjoy those movies. So I'm not going to say that it wasn't awesome, but I think just in concept alone neither one of those concepts comes even close to the to the to the ideal of of what dark side is supposed to be well so. yeah and and again what i was talking about with thanos in the movies being cribbed from dark side like dark side's whole thing is you know this universe is nothing but chaos and disorder and i will solve that problem by controlling everything in the universe and once all is one in me then everything shall know peace. And yeah. like, that's equally as fucked up, right? It's like, I will make yeah. the trains run on time just, by enslaving everybody. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, it's just the whole backstory of the old gods died and the new gods were born and they stopped their war with the trade of sons. And so Darkseid had to continue, you know, surreptitiously. So it's like, he's running some, you know, Stringer Bell and the wire shit like on Earth. <laughs> and then he, there's the prophecy that his son will destroy him. But is it going to be Orion, the dog of war? Is it going to be Mr. Miracle, sort of the god of freedom? And like just everything surrounding Darkseid is so kick ass. It makes it sad when it's not done right. Whereas everything surrounding Thanos is so simplistic it ends up feeling more impressive when it transcends it. If you can kind of understand the difference. The only, the only thing I have to like retroactively say about Thanos though, I got to say, I think Thanos was like the perfect iteration of that idea for the screen. And I think the flaw in this plan is very evident uh, as you guys, as you guys put forth, uh, so you you feel very free to root against him, and he feels free to be like, well, you're just fucking wrong because I just made this decision, and it is a lottery. I'm not trying to be elitist about it. I didn't save all the richy riches. I didn't kill all the poor people. I, you know, I didn't kill all the evil people. Mm-hmm. I made it a random thing. I'm so smart. Blah blah. Not playing. Not playing white devil's advocate for that shit. I'm just. I'm just saying yeah. that basically. 
that idea and that iteration on screen and how he was so hard to fuck with, it kind of pissed me off in the aggregate that he sent so many people for so long. And I understand it's a basic trope that every villain does. I understand. But bro, look, look, he, he could fucking come down and whoop their ass he, yeah. around Iron Man one. He could have came down and beat everybody's goddamn ass and been the ruler of everything. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the weakness of leaders, you know, like business guys that are like, oh, yeah, you do it. You do it. The difference being that, you know, business leaders tend to not have any skills other than just allocating resources. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Dude, the people that are holding Thanos' company up, it's like, this motherfucker sends us on such stupid missions. If I didn't alter the Excel spreadsheet before I show it to him, we'd be going all over searching for these goddamn Infinity Gems. (laughs) We know the sector that they're in, but he's got us fanned out way the fuck on over here, man. You know, they'd be talking to each other on the CB radios in space, (laughs) trying to figure out how to shortcut this idiotic plan he's doing to sc- scour the world for the gyms or whatever. Yeah, so, and you know, I'm also looking at, like, who their real-life counterparts would be, you know, like, Dark Side is, like, fascism, so it's, like, Mussolini and and Hitler, you know, and then Thanos is Nick Fuentes, you know what I mean? Uh, so... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's kind of awesome. I mean, that's mostly <laughs> just a... Thanos is the Nick Fuentes, the Dark Side's Hitler. Yeah. Perfectly encapsulated, Ron. Let's move on. Oh, yeah, this is perfectly. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you guys already, even if I said Thanos, I'd be voted down because, uh, because of the fact that Dark Side is better, so fuck it. Um, so there, <laughs> there you go. Maybe let's explore some that we just think of off the top of our heads, like the ones that are in our lives that we're just like, that one really affects me. I really do want to say this one's better or, or not. Here's one that I think is kind of interesting, and maybe the um, the answer is obvious, but on the topic of Jack Kirby creations, Captain America and OMAC are actually riffs on the same idea. Mm-hmm. Um, when Kirby created OMAC, he was basically creating what is what would what would the Captain America Super Soldier program look like in the future? And so it's essentially a guy who signs up to have his body infused with nanites that turn him into you know a superhuman soldier, um, but. Again, it's just interesting how those are the riffs on the the two of the exact same concepts. Well, it's funny how like the OMAC as an idea is always in recent times, this sort of uh, robot program taken over by this guy or that guy, I think taken over famously by Batman and he lost control over it and it started killing everybody in that OMAC project uh, crossover or whatever. Yeah, but, but in the beginning, yeah, it was a soldier guy who just had a bunch of like, okay, I don't have a shield. I have a suitcase full of other soldiers that I could set up, or I have some super guns I could mount on something, or what, I have all the tools I need to have to be a good soldier where I'm at. Yeah. Again, I think Captain America is clearly the better character, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just taking the opportunity to bring up some little thought about doppelgangers that are kind of interesting to me personally. Yeah, well, no, that's interesting. I mean, one man Army Corps is a dumb fucking name. We'll say that immediately. I that think is, it's awesome. I'm do serious. you really? I yes. actually kind of like. I kind of no. like it. I've always, I've always had a soft spot for Omac, man. Like Omac is, is kind I'm, of the shit. I'm not saying it's not a great 
like I'm sure that's a fun read because I'm looking just at the images and obviously it's it's Kirby, so it's incredible. But like that is a stupid ass name. Yeah, what's sure. awesome? It means what's his actual name? It? Let is me break it, it like, down for you. Oh, One what does it mean? man army corps. Oh, oh okay. I love it. That's why he's OMAC. OMAC, no, the no, one man army corps. You, okay, you, yeah. you don't often get to be the unreasonable jerk. I'm going to let you have it because <laughs> this is this is good. This is good for you to get this yeah, part no, of your personality. No, no. that's uh, it's it's the one of the dumber names I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, well, you want to have a battle between this and Red Tornado and Vision? <laughs> Those are two terrible names. Hey, and look, Vision this- can see. OK, and I won't have you be smirched. <laughs> oh, God, I cannot the see the visage which- of Vision. OK, I won't have you be smirched. The visage Dude. of Vision. I can't I can't see a world where the vision is cool. But okay, I, I was looking at this list and it basically has vision and red tornado on it. But we were t- thinking about doing uh some shit earlier about like uh how overpowered Martian Manhunter is and it like Martian Manhunter, Vision, Red Tornado. Martian Manhunter is more of a doppelganger than Red Tornado is to Vision. That's Martian Manhunter say. is more visions. Yeah, because like Red Tornado was just an android created by, you know, actually he was created by a a villain, not even a hero. Um, But I believe in the same way that Vision was like created to, I had seen, now I'm even getting confused. Was Vision created to be evil and then turned good? I don't, uh, I don't know. Depends on which, there's like multiple runs of Vision that are so confusing. My point being that like, the the stoic sort of inhuman personality coupled with sort of a, an overpowered set of superpowers that include things like invisibility and intangibility and flight. I think Martian Manhunter and Vision are essentially the same character, um, right down even to color scheme. So yeah, you know. So I think, and I also think that that's more of an interesting comparison because. You know, Martian Manhunter, his origin is a little bit different, but in the same way as Vision, he's still sort of like this displaced, inhuman character who's looking for his place in the world and doesn't quite understand, you know, how to be a human being. I I think Martian Manhunter does that shtick way better than Vision does, personally. Yeah, well, I mean, Vision's whole thing of like, okay, I was created to destroy, but then I learned to love. You know, the, that <laughs> that <laughs> that whole shit yeah. is like, it's supposed to be so fucking interesting, man. It really is. But like, even though I literally, and this is crazy. This is a battle of, this is a battle of people I literally don't like. So mm-hmm. I'm like really being pragmatic about this. I dislike each of these characters, but the articulation of the overpowered ridiculousness that is John Jones. It's just always gotten over more for me than the vision, like every single time. And the vision is so charming in the movie. It almost tipped it, but it really did it because he's still overpowered. They still have to take him out instantly. Every time they fight anybody, it's still a goofy, like from its inception, super flawed character, a character that probably would be somebody who would be a villain. Mm. Um, in the case of the, of the vision, because like his intangibility and his, you know, uh, density, his density powers period would be able to handle literally any adventure up into including Thor. And they kind of try to bring that to the movies, but it just feels like weird having homeboy just waving Mjolnir around and all this different shit. It's just like, I don't know, man. And then like him just 
when when he got fucked up, I loved it. Yeah, I, I mean, counter argument though, the romance between Vision and Scarlet Witch, both in the comics, in the Ultimates, and then in the movies. I think has always made him a little bit more interesting than Martian Manhunter, who I would argue Martian Manhunter has more inherent pathos and is more likable as a character, but he's never had sort of like that iconic thing that defines him within the universe. And I think the relationship between Vision and Wanda, for better or for worse, has given him a hell of a lot of story mileage within the Marvel universe. Yeah, I'd agree with that a lot. Um, and especially, uh, well, and, and also, like, I'm looking at origin again. Uh, and, and the origin of Martian Manhunter is, you know, all of his people were fucking killed. He's basically Superman, but as a Martian. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the the original uh, Vision origin was he's created from a copy of the original Human Torch mm-hmm. uh, by Phineas T. Horton. And mm-hmm. then Ultron took the inert android and added more advanced technology as well as new programming of his own designs and a copy of human brainwave patterns from wonder man no less yeah yes. from which wonder is man yeah. which is kind of funny because it's almost a lampshade of the way that like martian manhunter is just a total copy of superman they literally copied <laughs> wonder man's brain and put it in vision dude yeah. anyway what's really interesting is i think if correct i think i'm correct in this he had a little thing for Scarlet Witch, which is inside of Vision. And mm-hmm. th- so it's like watching a dude who has some of the things that you he's programmed to like what you like. You know what I'm saying? You like big calves. He's with this gym girl that you've been lusting after for seven years. It's like, oh, this new guy on the scene, he just really knew what to say. It's like, that's me. <laughs> that's fucking me. That's me. Dude, imagine like, like that would be so humiliating is like they copy your brain into a different body and that guy gets the chick you've been lusting after. <laughs> You're just like, oh, brutal. So it really is just the way I look. Dude, the creation of a super incel. We just <laughs> detailed it. If I only looked like more like a red faced guy with a popped collar, I would uh, be I would have done so much better. And, a, and was, an affinity jewel widow's peak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, so maybe that's really for the best. Like it's Scarlet Witch who's fucked up in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And this one I think is, is a difficult one to call, but ultimately again, I go back to the DC animated stuff, which to me yes. is like the definitive Martian Manhunter and between the Martian Manhunter and the justice league cartoons and the Darwin cook Martian Manhunter from new frontier, that character works for me. I think he fails in a lot of other contexts. I think, you know, we already mentioned the similarity to Superman. In a lot of ways, Vision is a more necessary character in his universe's milieu um, because it brought sort of that overpowered flying character into the Marvel universe. Although you could argue that Thor was already there, so maybe he's just as redundant. But I don't, you know, I don't know. I, to me, I just, I just think Martian Manhunter works more often and better than Vision does. Martian Manhunter for Bill. What do you think, Ron? You know, it's funny because you mentioned the animated stuff, and I just love that animated stuff so much. Mm -hmm. It's real hard because if you're arguing to the new version of Vision, they didn't do a ton, just like Ed said. Like, look, there's parts I really like. I love the idea that he was evolving, but we didn't get to look at that. If we got to look at Vision evolving into a person 
that had sort of robot powers but wasn't really a robot anymore because somehow uh, the Soul Stone gave him flesh or something. I don't know. If, if there was some big concept like that, I'd, I'd pick Vision. But we didn't really explore that because then he just gets his head blown off. And uh, and and that's basically it, you know. So I I don't know. I I think I think I got to go. I think I, I think I also have to go with Martian Manhunter. Yeah, and and he he has the added benefit of not being in movies unless you count that ridiculous bullshit that was in the fucking JLA movie. Yes, unless yeah. you count that the JLA uh, the the four hour joint, right? Yeah, um, and he's in Supergirl you- on TV. He's yeah, actually okay. pretty good in that Supergirl and show, though. Actually, Supergirl on TV, I got to say, in regards to the Martian shit, which is still overbearing and still stupid as hell, when mm-hmm. he got with that black lady and had that relationship and they were both Martians, but then it turns out that she was a white Martian, he's like, oh, man, I'm with a white bitch. I mean, a white Martian. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and just like yeah. he was really upset about it because like she really knew him and they were really – they really mind soul connected and shit. And she was like this really oppressor of his people, a killer of his people and shit. It's fucking amazing. It's like really yeah. good stuff. Uh, so yeah. But one thing I would say is this, why the fuck is he called the Martian manhunter when he don't really manhunt nobody? No. <laughs> and Dude. And the, the real, real quick manhunter is Lobo. That's the pitch. Man, mm. Martian Manhunter gets sent out into the depths of space, and something happens to him that sends him out into the depths of space that nerfs his powers a little bit. I don't give a fuck. You fill it in. Whatever you think is cool, that's what happened to him. Give him a nice set of powers that are good and very powerful, but put him way the fuck out there, World War Hulk style, into a place where motherfuckers can fuck with him, where there's a multitude of motherfuckers who can fuck with him. And his job is manhunting. Now that he's a Martian, away from these losers, the last Martian, away from all the motherfucking earth backup that he had out in the world, making his own way. Like goddamn Jane Fonda in the sixties or something. I want to read and that. He's out there doing that shit. And, and he's having these clashes and he's smuggling spice. One adventure he's hauling toxic Ed, waste. I'm, the next one, look, whatever the I'm fuck. I'm going to need you to cut this out because you need to, that. <laughs> <laughs> this has to be cut. Cause you need it's to write a- that for DC. Literally. It's a great yeah. pitch. No, it is a great pitch. <laughs> it is. Dude. Well, okay, and even in this dilapidated state that isn't my super fresh pitch, Martian Manhunter wins this one. Dude, yeah. did you know that Manscaped does, like, beard products now? What? I thought they only tried to make your nuts shiny and smooth. No, dude. They're going to make your face just as shiny as your nuts. That means that this episode is sponsored by Manscaped, you guys. They sent us this freaking beard hedger in the mail. And check it out. Check it out. Here it goes. Ooh. That sounds like a very girlfriend in the bedroom when I'm not in there. <laughs> if people go to manscaped.com and they use the promo code greatest pod, they get 20% off and they get free shipping. You know that thing on that wheel? It's called the Zoom wheel. Oh. Yeah, they've, they've replaced all those goofy attachments that people used to have. You have to, your drawers full of them. It just, it just click, 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 clicks and zooms in on your beard. The other thing that's cool, too, though, is if if you want to get rid of your beard and just shave the whole thing off like a crazy person, you can actually do that with this. And it goes right down to your skin. So when my girl finds my hairs in the sink, she acts like a Chernobyl accident happened or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know So I like to shave in the shower. And this is super waterproof. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com and enter the code greatest pod and you will get that sweet 
20% discount and free shipping. And get you a beard hedger. And you know the tagline for this thing? I'm going to read this verbatim because it's hilarious. Uh-huh. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. <laughs> you know what? That's also uh, the name of my new adult film. So, <laughs> so if you guys want to get 20% off and free shipping, just use the code greatestbod at manscaped.com. And that's 20% off with free shipping. How are you going to do better than that? Yeah. <laughs> now, I want to go to one where I'm I'm leaning towards one of the characters that I feel like I like more. But I wonder if a, a conversation about it is going to change my mind. Mm. And, and that's uh, Quicksilver uh, uh, to the Flash. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, this is a this is a big one. I got to say I think I may have inceptioned this in here. Yeah. But I really think that it's worth talking about because I'll just throw out the gauntlet real quick. Pietro is 1000 times the character that any of those flashes is. Yes. Discuss. I mean, uh, agreed. Go ahead, Rob. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say. That's why I'm wondering if the conversation I know you guys don't really like the Flash very much. But think about even the best conceptions of the Flash. Do they improve him enough to even touch what Pietro has gone through with his sister? The fact that his dad is the fucking, uh, you know, most evil goddamn mutant. Um, well, not te- you know, you yeah, know, what he's I'm he's the arch nemesis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it, you know that that battle of your dad is is literally your enemy, or at least you have to avoid him sometimes because you don't want to fight on the, you eventually realize you don't want to fight on the, on this side. Sure. I, I, I just think it's interesting. We've said many times on this podcast, the flash has no character. I'm one of the people that likes the Wally West flash because I think finally the idea of, I am a sidekick who graduated in a totally different way than Nightwing, who was like, you know, famously fuck Batman as Wally West He wanted to live up to the legend of his predecessor, a guy who literally died saving the universe. And like, Mm -hmm. what does that feel like? That finally, you know, for a good 10 year period in the 90s, essentially, gave the Flash a real character. And I think that's some good shit. Like the Mark Wade run happened in there. The Grant Morrison JLA run happened in there. That Flash is cool. Every other conception of the Flash sucks ass. (laughs) Okay, so so let's so then let's do that. Let's do the Wally West version because Quicksilver's good in a lot of stuff. But how about that weird slow motion thing? Did you enjoy the the slow motion thing? Ed hates it, I believe. I hate the way it breaks physics. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I I thought it was amusing the first time. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was amusing the first time, and I thought that that was perfectly cool. And and even the the shit with the music, not quite. Blah, 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 blah. You can watch any number of Patrick Willem videos to get a breakdown of the physics of how the fucking <laughs> song playing in his head or whatever. Sorry, I, I guess I live in fucking Gotham City. Um, so basically, I I do think in the aggregate, The Flash has so many more of his own solo comics. Like, mm. that's kind of why I accepted this in here. And it seems like to me it's a slam dunk because I like Pietro a lot better. But Pietro and it, Pietro is a lot more interesting. But they use P- Pietro like paprika and they use fucking flash like goddamn salt. 
regular table salt <laughs> at at places. Like they threw him in so many things. He's so so he's got a lot more stories and he's got a lot more pathos, even though most of the versions are utterly inferior to Wally West. I will say this. I think the Flash, no question, has the better visuals kind of across the board. Like yeah. I think better art, better display of sort of crazy effects in comics. I think if you look at that one scene of Barry Allen in the Snyder cut of Justice League, I think that stands up to, you know, however cool you thought the, the effects were in um, the, the X-Men movies with Quicksilver. I think the Quicksilver effects in Age of Ultron were leagues ahead of anything they ever did on the Flash TV show. And I love the, at least the first couple seasons of that Flash TV show. And I thought they did some cool stuff, but like, well, see, that's interesting. Now I, I just said it like Quicksilver effects in that in Age of Ultron, I did like better. I don't know. I, I mean, the yeah. thing that's better about Pietro to me is several character moments and me inferring those on the rest of his whole identity. I think the only thing mm. that puts Wally West in the in the run is yes, redhead Wally West. I'm not saying anything political in saying that. I'm saying that era of redhead Wally West following up blonde Barry, and we can name everybody else's hair color if you'd like. But you know what I'm saying? The fucking that that Wally West had all the pethos Bill was talking about. But Pietro, in an issue of uh, X Factor, which I think we've discussed before, just casually breaking down to Doc Sampson why he's such an asshole. And he's like, I live in a world where I'm constantly behind the person who doesn't know what they want at McDonald's. I'm constantly behind the person who's like just taking up the whole like aisle in the grocery store and they're just meandering about and they don't give a fuck about what you're trying to do and where you're trying to get to. He lives in a world of slow, shitty fuckers. That's what we seem like to him. And even at that time, I think there was also this thing, which I would like to, again, I'd be giving up too much free gold, but I'm gonna do it one more again. Inside the Peter David run, they had Quicksilver running out of speed. And for a, a fast character who, whose whole self-esteem was in, he has to wait for everybody else. He's the one who's always on it. He's the one who's quick. And for him to be losing his speed and visibly getting slower and being of less help to the team in his own mind, uh, uh, Quicksilver that's dealing with that, there's so much story you could have there. And last things last, that's why I fuck with Quicksilver because Quicksilver ain't even fast, dog. <laughs> in the old Marvel Universe, they were talking about he could run 1,500 miles an hour and with great effort run up a wall or run across water. The shit that Flash does out the goddamn womb is hard for Pietro. And I fucking like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. that's my my mental shackles. I don't know. Well, and I was going to mention that too. That overpowering of the Flash makes it harder to enjoy some of the stuff he does, even though you're amazed at the, you know, the 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 feats or whatever. I feel like Quicksilver's feats are better because you know that there is a limit to what he can do. I also hate the Flash for the fact that he probably more than any other character is at the heart of like the fandom obsession with feats. Right. And the whole versus thing. And like, well, the Flash could beat anybody because he could run across the universe in an attosecond because it said so in this fucking comic book. And it's like, oh, my God, I want to throw all those people out windows. And I think the fact that they keep fucking around and trying to make Flash more and more physically impossible as it goes along, it just makes him worse and worse. And Uh, and also real quick. He's not in his body. 
as discussed in Superhero Bodies Part 3, about two weeks, two, three weeks ago now, in that episode, at least Pietro's physically running. He's not getting yanked forward by the speed force. He's not merging with the universe like like uh, like Thanos fucking death. <laughs> he's not he's not he's not doing no shit like that. The Flash, what the Flash is doing is not even a goddamn physical act. They done took the running out of the running guy. What the fuck <laughs> are we doing here? Well, and and it, and it, I think it also goes to I remember I read um I can't remember the name of the run, but it's Vandal Savage and the Flash actually gets shot by a gun because he's slowed down enough for whatever some kind of problem with the speed force or this or that and he can't dodge the bullet which he would normally be able to do and it was one of the more interesting runs of the flash i'd seen but you know why it was interesting was because they had to fucking nerf him yeah and and Mm -hmm. if you don't nerf the guy he's not as interesting whereas I feel like Quicksilver doesn't even really need to be nerfed in most conceptions. Like I mean, a really yeah. good Captain America throw with a uh, with with a shield designed in a specific way, him doing a calculation in his head will probably knock Quil- Quicksilver the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah, yeah yep. and yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So and this I think this and this uh as we find we're going to find a real good one to dismount here, but uh, as we wrap this one up I think that, and this is a rare case of, I frankly, our tastes, in my personal opinion, being yeah. I'd rather a guy who can get fucked up <laughs> than a guy who almost literally can't. And just, it's harder to write a Flash story than a Superman story. Yeah. Like the people who do it are doing yeoman's work, you know? Yep. No, completely. Yeah. Quicksilver all day on this one. Okay. Oh, interesting. You know what? You might have brought up a, a, a later episode of, because we did Superman. Hardest storytelling challenge. Maybe we're going to need to do a flash hardest storytelling challenge. Oh man, that's uh, see that's that's tough for me because I I feel like with Superman there's so much there's so much like allegory and theme and sort of all the stuff underneath the story that you could really dig into to make it interesting. And I just feel like that shit is not there with Flash ever. We'll so. have to make a whole new Flash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, so I want to do a, a couple that are just like, I don't give, I don't, these are not doppelgangers and I hate this Deadpool and Deathstroke are not the same. They're, yeah. they ain't the same motherfucking sport. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, okay. So, you know, what's really interesting though. They essentially turned Harley Quinn into a Deadpool doppelganger. Oh shit. That's what I'm talking about. Bill. I throw the magic Johnson up and you slam it down. <laughs> Fuck yeah, oh, man. Call me Kareem, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I, I mean, that's a tough one to talk about for me because I really largely dislike a lot of the Harley Quinnization of the DC universe. I think when that character is done well, it can be extremely enjoyable. I love the animated series. Yeah. Um, I think it's really been hit and miss in the comics. I wasn't a fan of Margot Robbie, even in the James Gunn Suicide Squad. But then I think Deadpool's kind of sucks just across the board. Although there have been some like really funny things done with him in the comics. And that first movie, for as much as I have some problems with it, like, you know, mostly the Ryan Reynolds factor, but other than that, it's a good movie. So like, right. That's a really even comparison for me, Harley Quinn and Deadpool. 
Mm, yeah. yeah. So which one do you like the most, Rene? That is a great question because some of these new conceptions of Harley Quinn I really enjoy. Like this, the the, the TV, sh- the, the animated show they have out right now is like pretty fucking great. It's hilarious. It's so well written. It has a bunch of comedians that I really enjoy in it. I I just it's that's a hard decision because I also, despite uh, how Bill feels about it, I really like Deadpool. I just I find know. him very entertaining and he's funny. Plus, Brian Posehn has this great run where it's he like fights the presidents, and it's <laughs> it's the, they're they're like they're like um, they're ghost or zombie presidents, and it's fucking hilarious. I just you know like when deadpool is done right it gives you an opportunity for comedy that's really 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 cool but it's actually the same thing with harley quinn when you get a great harley quinn that's really funny and she's just like fuck the joker and goes on a fun like adventure with poison ivy or or just by herself just doing some weird stuff kind of like almost like a sociopath that has a sense of humor it's pretty great. I don't know, but this whole argument makes me fucking mad because, like, I, I, the reason why Deadpool is always in some shit is because he can heal up. So there's no actual stakes to his physical body in That's any of these adventures. Mm. So you have to kind of lean into how funny it is that he got his head ripped off and now his head is in a duffel bag going across the Andes. And oh, his, 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 the guy who stole him's fucking donkey fell into the chasm and now he's he's in there and his body has to find his head if it takes four days or whatever the fuck whatever you want to do with them it doesn't matter you have to be you can be so inventive and you have to be so inventive but with harley quinn they just yeah she doesn't get shot because reasons these people don't just literally shoot her with 50 caliber bullets from a mile away for reasons nobody mm. snipes her everybody runs up next to her to get hit with a fucking baseball bat for some reason it's like they just nerf the universe for harley quinn I'm sorry, they really do. And like she was a fucking psychologist one day. She, right. You know what I'm saying? And and again, giving away this free gold, but why not have Batman or somebody find a big cache of this green shit? And it's lo and behold, the same shit that was in that vat that he dropped the Joker in. And maybe that's why Joker gets I swear I broke his spine a couple times. I swear I went a little bit too far a couple of times. Stay snyder I don't yeah. Scott Snyder wrote that story. Yeah. Oh, so 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 the so the shit gave him powers, right? Yeah. Or, or or okay. So that being the case, then Harley Quinn got some powers did when they did the whatever that weird spiritual jump into it, that weird reinitiation or something that he did to her, she got some powers too now. And now it's not so stupidly preposterous that she's doing all these feats of shit. She's got a little bit of that healing factor. A little, she's like a, a baby lobo. They mm-hmm. made one of those in DC, but she's a baby Lobo for all for all intents and purposes, and that's what they've done. But I just feel as though I I got to push my glasses up. Just explain it just that tiny bit more. I guess. Well, and that, that's the thing. I, I mean, there's a there's a certain amount of pathos to she was in this abusive relationship with the Joker, and she got yeah. out of it, and now she's her yes. own woman. That said, in the same way that we were talking about with Thanos earlier that feels way more conceptual than I ever saw it executed either on page or Mm. screen. I think the the Harley Quinn animated series did it about as well as you could do it. But even beyond that, there's so much sort of incongruous shit. Like how do you earn a PhD and become a, uh, you know, a clinical psychologist and also happen to be like one of the best gymnasts and martial artists in the DC fucking universe. And it's like, 
again, yeah. because reasons, just because they need her to be that way in the story. Hey, but, but to be fair, I think you're being a jerk, Bill, and I was being a jerk earlier. I forgot. In DC, you just take a couple Ted Grant boxing classes, <laughs> and you're fucking with Batman. You do do a couple sit ups next to ba- next to Batman, and in between Oliver Queen, you know, fucking mm-hmm. the Bat Batgirl did a few sit ups in the dark, some some jazzercise, read a lot of yeah. books, and then yeah. she was as good as a Robin who'd been trained since he was twelve. You know what I mean? Like DC just has several finishing schools where they just walk around with books on their heads and do CrossFit. <laughs> And for a couple of weeks, and they're as good as Batman. That DC has some kind of school like that. Yeah. So I guess I'm going Deadpool. I think I'm going Deadpool also. Until, until they give my baby mutagenic powers and make her a baby Lobo. Uh, and and I know how Lobo. pedantic that sounds. I know how pedantic that sounds, but I got to give my vote the other way to your boy Blood uh, Bloodpool Dead blood. Deadpool. <laughs> blood sport. Deadpool, blood, blood, <laughs> blood spot. Uh, shit. Uh, um, you you mentioned it. Lobo, Wolverine. You think, Are is they? That, is that canonical? Or is was Lobo a ripoff of Wolverine? They ended I, up fighting when the universes fought, and that right. amalgam shit. Those right. were the two that they got paired off as sort of the wild man character that was popular enough to be slotted against each other. Well, and I think that Lobo is a mix of Deadpool and Wolverine. That's what I think. I, he I don't does know have that's... immense healing factor, and he is like this sort of best there is at what he does, bounty hunter guy that gets but sent also, after people. Showed up as a villain first, yeah, yeah it's a lot. Kind of yeah. Funny, he's always making wisecracks and shit. He's your funny guy in that in whatever book he shows up in, uh, and he's probably going to cause the most chaos, like Deadpool. I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't think he's a Deadpool analog, but I do think he's a mix of 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 Deadpool and, and Wolverine. So. You're not wrong. I mean that that yeah, that tracks. I just I literally have never thought about that before. Yeah, but I don't oh. know if you can if you can do them as analogs. I don't or doppelgangers. I don't think that counts. Well, just speaking of that, that uh, we can hit this at a one big what fell swoop. Inside that, I think Batman faced off against Captain America. Yep. And um, I don't know. I think Batman yielded at the end or something because it was the, a stalemate. Yeah, yeah, I think it came down to fan vote or something like the story. I I don't know because like I, there was there was some just ridiculous shit that happened. Like a Namor lost to Aquaman because Aquaman like summoned a whale and the whale just laid on top of Namor and he didn't have any <laughs> leverage and he lost. And then uh, and tellingly there was a fight that happened. It was between Wolverine and Lobo and it ended behind a bar. So you couldn't see who won. And then at the end, the person who crawls over the bar with bone claws, having defeated Lobo yeah. was Wolverine. And I'm like, my little kid nope. mind exploded. I was like, I reject this. Yeah, no, that was, that was some wild. They all, but they also did dumb shit. Like they had storm fight wonder woman and yeah. storm lost as you would imagine, but it's like, that's not even a fair match. No, yeah, that's, that's, I don't even know. If, fair. I guess rogue is maybe the only X-Men that could fight against wonder. Woman. If rogue touched all the X-Men, including storm him versus her versus uh, wonder woman is a fair fight. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit on the side of not fair because she has every, all the X-Men's power. Like she's, she's like, Armored up like Colossus. She's got psychic powers. She's, you know what I'm saying? She's, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that'd be, that'd be, that'd be hardcore, but that's what you'd have to do to fuck with Diana. No, dirty Diana. Okay, so Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Oh, that's not. Uh, that's not. Well, they're, yeah, they're not. 
doppelgangers. They're obviously but... not doppelgangers. I just thought it was funny. I was going to say, if you're going to really do that, it would be Captain Marvel from DC and Darkhawk, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we know who wins. Darkhawk. Darkhawk all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. That is crazy. Yeah, because they're both kids that summon the power of a thing. Yeah, at first I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, oh, yeah. yeah they swap bodies and everything. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So uh, here's, here's a real one, which is probably going to be easy, but um, Bullseye and Deadshot are essentially, oh. you know, the same character. They're both, you know, they can hit any target. They're villains. They're a little bit crazy. They're going after the street level heroes. Uh, yeah, Deadshot goes after Batman. Bullseye goes after Daredevil. Well, there's we could, I think having a couple slam dunks as we as we write about the dismount is pretty funny. Like to me, yeah, that's a slam dunk. Also, Punisher versus Vigilante. Oh, until Pe- until Peacemaker, it wasn't even a conversation. That's true. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, Vigilante and Peacemaker, one of my favorite all time superhero characters. Like that was so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, Vigilante and, Pe- and this is my hot take, and I, I, it is hot. John Barenthal is great. I think John Barenthal give it. I, you know what? I'm a Barenthal stand to the point of ruination. The way that some of these idiotic Cavill stands are to the point of ruination, right? They just want him to be Superman so goddamn bad they're willing to endure any piece of shit mm. to get it. My dial is turned to ten rather than eleven, right? So I can discern that this Punisher we done got, besides in the Daredevil shit. It's fucking trash. I'm sorry. Mm. I don't like it. It's boring. It isn't the active, proactive, go kill the guys, Punisher. I like. He's so reluctant. They're trying to make him like old man Logan. Like, I was just trying to get a construction job. And then these guys came and beat me up like an old Incredible Hulk episode and threw me behind some washing machines. And I came back and I was back, baby. Now, the Punisher don't go nowhere. That's the point. He's He don't have to be back. He is. He's a yeah. shark that's swimming forward, eating motherfuckers and gangs and getting in more and more trouble. That's what the Punisher is. They refuse to depict that person, so fuck it. I don't give a fuck about it. But if they do put him in some good shit, it'll be great. But for now, Vigilante is better than this bullshit version of the Punisher from Netflix. And even in the aggregate, that Hot Vigilante taste. is better than the Punisher. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, would, I, I think I mostly agree because it was more entertaining, if nothing else. Way more entertaining, at, at, if nothing else. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, how about uh, Namor and Aquaman? I think this. I think this one is good enough to be an actual headliner because uh, although yep. I was, I think, I think there is one headliner that remains that we could do a real slam dunk on. But let's let's try to dunk this one and see if the if the ball if we can keep the three barrels down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Namor is a better, cooler character, especially if you give him the the pathos of the new movie but man aquaman gets so disrespected and the power to actually make sea life do what the fuck you want is so underestimated and mm-hmm. he knows people who can deal with water so he got a bitch who can make a wave and he can put a bunch of sharks in it that's scary as fuck son you just <laughs> <laughs> that's scary as fuck a tidal Listen. wave full of sharks come to your crib that's scary tidal. as hell tidal shark is the new movie coming out i don't know if you've seen it <laughs> shark title shark title you just chill it you chill it in your fucking high rise you're like oh it's real great up here on the 80th floor of the sky ride oh roll, my roll, god roll. and it just flies right into your face with water <laughs> and a shark eats you at the same time the water hits you Dude, a shark T-bones itself on your goddamn balcony <laughs> and ledge. <laughs> I'm just um, picturing a jet of water coming out of like 
Hudson Bay into New York City like a fucking fire hose, and it's just shooting <laughs> sharks out into some into some building. <laughs> ah, shit! Like that thing that transfers like fish from one lake through a tube over to another lake to like yeah. ins- you know do that shit. Yeah, exactly. but it's just full of sharks. <laughs> you know, this is a real tough one for me because I'm also anti monarch. And <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. And, and they're both monarchs. It's like, ah, oh man, the queen, the queen Elizabeths of the sea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Namor. And, and the, the pronunciation, I was so confused after that movie. I too want Namor. to call him Namor, but Namor. also it's Namor. Like for, yeah. For, yeah. forever yeah, until is. the movie, it was Namor. So I'm just exactly. going to say it that way. Um, Namor, better character from the jump. Like, if, yeah. you, if you talk about the 1940s conception of these characters, it's not a contest. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I think Namor, it, it sort of flipped for a while around the 90s. Like, as edgelord as it was, Aquaman losing his hand and growing his hair out and becoming kind of gruff and whatever finally made him interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuck a Peter David baby. Yeah, Peter and David. and other and others, but Peter David, I, I remember being pretty instrumental in that shit. Yeah, and I think Namor was a little bit lackluster in the modern era up until they gave him that real um, that real conflict with Wakanda and with Black Panther, and yeah. suddenly, like, suddenly they you know they really started leaning into him as sort of like the lascivious, you know, absolutely smarmy sort of dictator, but tries to be benevolent. And so suddenly it's like, you put him in a room with the fantastic four, you put him in a room with doom, you put him in a room with black Panther, you put him in a room with the Illuminati and he becomes this really dynamic, enjoyable character. Um, But yeah, I, I do think it's worth pointing out that like, Aquaman has sort of been on a steady uphill climb for like the past 30 years. Yeah. So where that will end, I don't know. Yeah. I got to say though, you know, those Aquaman movies, what I enjoy about those Aquaman movies is not the Aquaman story. It's, (laughs) it's just, I like Jason Momoa. Yeah. Although the third, sorry, sorry, not to cut you up, but the third act of the of the Aquaman solo movie definitely shows how badass the power could be. To to Ed's point, that that is actually true, one hundred percent. It does really do that, and it looked cool. I mean, look, I I I didn't have a bad time at Aquaman. I'm not saying I did. No, Uh, no, not at all. There are parts I hated. I. The king it, has risen. If you ever say that again in a movie, uh, I will stab your goddamn eyes out. If not even Willem that. Dafoe can make that line work. Dude, so I'm about bad. to say, dude, Willem Dafoe was like, like he, he was in Macbeth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He's trying. Um, yeah, he was really trying. Okay, yeah. so if we, if we break it down into their interactions with the rest of the world, because obviously um, Namor... Namor uh, mm-hmm. is really like sort of an antagonist for his world and shit. And if you look at the JLA cartoon, the the Aquaman movie is taken specifically from the first two episodes of the JLA cartoon. The first one before the Justice League Unlimited, the, or the one before that, the first they had a two part episode where basically, yeah, homeboy reveals himself to be the king of the sea. You don't want to fuck with me and my sea. I'm the best, yada, yada, yada. But he was being egged on by this dude who wanted to start a war with the surface world so that Atlantis could take over the whole thing that from the from the movie was in those episodes. 
And I got to say, I still kind of don't buy that. Like this, this him being kind of a more Namor or Namor character where you kind of have this real active fight against the surface world. I really never bought it. I never bought it. I, I think especially, I refuse to buy it to this day. Especially in a, a world with Superman. Like, no offense. Yeah, it's like, you're going to get your like, ass yeah, fucking yes, kicked in. Yes, sure. <laughs> a blue well. It's going to really affect me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw that blue well into fucking space, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's boiling. It, but dude, shit. Superman, Superman in the Snyderiest cut of all is up. <laughs> It's up above like a big patch of ocean, superheating it and boiling <laughs> whales and dolphins to the surface like gumbo. <laughs> and then, then simultaneously cooling down the air so that he doesn't have to hurt anybody else. <laughs> he's saving the people, but he's like, yeah, but I don't fucking care about these Atlanteans. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, I think I'm a, a, a Namor guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think in its purest, in in the in the character's purest forms, Namor to me wins head, hands down. Because, like you said, Ed, as much as some edge can work for Aquaman, trying to make him that sort of nuanced of a character, where it's like he might just you know rain fire down upon you if you if you cross him, doesn't work. And I really like that about Namor. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as the dismount, I will put up a special one to my heart. This Mm. is the headliner of the Mm. evening. These two people are such fucking doppelgangers, and I like them both so much that it's one of the few characters that kind of reveals to me that these are these sort of almost wrestling or mythic or whatever archetypes to a T. You can buy into the same archetype across two universes and really like them, and those are Nightwing and Daredevil, mm-hmm. acrobats, mm-hmm. coxmen, agility guys, trained from a young age, trained from a young age by an older, uh, obsessed person fighting a personal war mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. draft you into, right? Lost and your parents early. Lost your fucking parents early, and you fight with two sticks. Mm-hmm. You your chosen thing is agility and fighting with two sticks to lengthen, I guess, your reach because you're a little guy, because you're a flipper, you flippity flip flips. I mean, you could go on for fucking days. You know what I mean? It, they're really very similar. So, who is the greatest between Nightwing and Daredevil? Nightwing and Daredevil. Here's the only unfair aspect of this is like Nightwing gets so, for me anyway, gets so many bonus points for Robin being part of his story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like both on a, both on sort of meta level where it's like fucking Robin, the original sidekick and the original, I mean, one of the original superheroes just in general. And the fact that like, He's the only one of those original superheroes who have stuck around and have actually grown into something new, become a new person, become a character. He's he's arguably like the roundest character in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And one of the better arcs, too. It's yeah, really that's what I'm arc. saying. So but then again, it's easy to be a round character relative to DC, where most of the characters are very much icons and myths and have 
sort of arch stories. Uh, you could make the argument that Daredevil is one of the most well-developed characters in Marvel, which really makes its bones on doing that with characters. Well, uh, also, yeah. just somebody has a damn 40-year head start. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I guess, what, 30-year head start? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of talking myself into this one a little bit, but if you think about it, everything that Daredevil has been through, you know, the everything Frank Miller put him through, um, everything that's happened subsequent to that, it's like he's led the hand. He's become the kingpin. He's had his identity exposed. He's moved in and out of New York. It's like there has he's done way more than most any other individual Marvel comics hero. Like you look at Spider-Man and sure he's grown from a teenage kid to a grown ass married man who then sells that to the devil and back again. But like, even still, I don't know that he's had as much dynamic character growth as daredevil. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, can I just say it? I'm just going to say this. I just think daredevil's cooler. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I like no offense like nightwing's great i i have no problem with nightwing but overall i just think daredevil's a little bit cooler i like the blind thing he's got a little bit of powers but he doesn't have so many powers that it makes him ridiculous it's he's he's still a badass he can die at the same time the punisher whoops his ass like frequently um well i mean that's Te- technically not correct, but no. I mean, he has to, he has to feed, he, he has defeated him a couple of really good times to stick in one's memory, but uh, yeah. they really wears punishment. Wins most out. of the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I'm just saying that like, it's just, uh, it's just a character that has a lot more going for it than Nightwing, but, but Nightwing, oh, this is hard because Nightwing is also like, he's, he's Batman. If Batman's not there, I mean, he's, it, ba- like, he's Batman more uh, actual like self actualization. You know yeah, what I'm saying? More awareness, less like he's gonna. He's probably not like Batman might just whoop the shit out of a guy who just steals a purse, and Nightwing might be like, eh, "I'm just gonna stop this guy from taking the purse and then give him to the cops." Yeah, I feel like Nightwing has more of a chance of doing that than Batman would. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, what. A couple things in Nightwing's favor. You also have to remember the fact that he led the Teen Titans. He yep. is the arch enemy of Deathstroke. Yeah. Um, he became Batman in that Grant Morrison Batman and Robin. He was the first Batman to have Damian Wayne as a Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was which is some all time great Batman stuff right there. Um, that said. If you look at it, Daredevil is almost a more unlikely character to become as cool as he has because Nightwing has always got the put over from DC for being the original Robin, for being one of their original characters, for being such a legacy character. So it's like they've never stopped trying to convince you that Nightwing is cool, even when he really wasn't, whereas Daredevil just organically became badass. Yeah, and yeah, also and- let's talk about something very important. Mm. Nightwing is a fucking cop, okay? <laughs> I don't think he is anymore, but he was for a while. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's some Chuck Dixon shit. Uh, Chuck is Dixon is a lawyer, so. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I don't know, man. Cop or lawyer? Mm. Oh, that's yeah, a toss-up when it comes to go to hell. Defends, 
he's a lawyer defends the poor. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're well, right. Nightwing but... is a cop who does it the right way. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. No, but I just want to introduce this part though. As for I listened to you guys uh, go back and forth, and I definitely didn't jump in too much because I think you guys think. encapsulated everything that I wanted to say. So that was beautiful. But the one hole in all of you guys' arguments that pushes me really over to the Daredevil side is all of that pathos, all that history, all that put over from DC. And these motherfuckers can't find no better gimmick for my boy than biting Daredevil's entire fucking Stilo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, if there's one character that shows up with the Screamer Sticks, which were not at the time of Screamer Sticks, they were more of a Billy Club, but as it evolved, it turns into like a Screamer Sticks or Tonfas or Billy Clubs, all those different, whatever ex- uh, expression of the two stick ideal you want to go with. That two stick thing is serious. It lengthens your it lengthens your reach by bouncing around and doing stuff. It has all types of tools in it, from tasers to uh, things to swing and all that kind of shit. All of that stuff is a great mechanism for a superhero, and it is patented Daredevil LLC. God damn it! Mm-hmm. And so I, I, when they just decided that this character with all of these bat weapons and all of this different shit was going to just bite my boy style. I I should have rejected the fuck out of that, but I was like, oh, finally he's got a cool gimmick now, like yeah. with his his sticks and where he would store them on his forearms and different yeah, shit. I was yeah. like, all right, this is sick. Finally, he's got a cool gimmick, and I forgave them for Jack and Daredevil's whole stee. But if I'm gonna hold something against the motherfucker, I mean, all with all this, you can't kill the bunny with all this extra fresh shit, all this Batman extra extra, and you gonna steal my boy's whole flavor? I don't know, man. That's a major demerit. Yeah. It's a, that's a strong argument. It's, it is a strong argument. I will say, too, when you're talking about using the Eskrima sticks, the inventiveness of Daredevil's powers is a huge plus for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, that whole idea of, you know, he's blind and his other senses are heightened and the way subsequent writers kind of took that and ran with it and turned it into, like, his, you know, his sense of balance, his spatial awareness, like, the reason he can use the Eskrima stick so effectively is because he, you know, the between the echolocation and his own sense of balance and dexterity, like he can do superhuman feats with these things just using, you know, his senses. And Nightwing doesn't have that, so it becomes a little bit harder to suspend that disbelief. Where where the Daredevil power set is so unique in comics, even at the time and still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, Another another big plus for me, yeah, yeah, and just uh, the one the last the last thing I'll say is uh, my closing statement, uh, <laughs> as, as it were, with Daredevil mm. is if I'm arguing for Daredevil and I am, dear jury, I am going to say this last thing: um, Nightwing is basically as good as Batman, and that's a statement that shoots a shot across the bow of all of comics. That's a huge statement, and it's a huge accomplishment. But I'd say, dear jurors, that Daredevil is his own Batman. And with a lot less guidance, with a lot less resources, he has become his city, his sector of the city, because there's too many goddamn heroes in New York. Um, (laughs) He's his own Batman. He's his own man from the get-go. And I think he was able to reject his teacher a lot quicker than than Dick was. And he was able to surpass his teacher a lot better. So. With with all the things we've said up here, I just believe my vote will have to go, and I do believe your shit too, dear juror, to Daredevil in this. Uh, thank you. Wow, wow, wow.
<laughs> what in the hell, man? You voting against me? I can't have this. No one votes against that wing. I'm out. <laughs> Oh, Nightwang just two-faced Ed on the, <laughs> on the witness stand. Ah, he tased half my face off. <laughs> no, he on bath salts, he ate half your face off. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to go, uh, man, I'm going to go full Nick Cage. <laughs> um, I will say I think I agree with you, Ed. And one other thing that came to mind as you were on your little rant, even the whole gimmick of the hand – was bitten by DC and the League of Shadows essentially just turned into the hand right down in the Nolan movies to like training Batman. Mm -hmm. So I do agree that the whole mythology and the whole character type that was essentially created by Daredevil being as strong as it is and the fact that he did it first and the uniqueness of his powers, I think I'm going Daredevil. I got to say, there is one thing that's maybe pushing me off, and that's probably that Nightwing is probably an atheist. And ah. I'm pretty sure Daredevil. <laughs> you know what? I may, I may have to rescind my answer for that yeah. reason alone. Yeah. yeah. So, no, that I'm is Still why you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's going to come for you, and he's going to beat your ass with a nightstick. <laughs> He's going to go, thanks for joining my ranks. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so that is our episode, at least. Uh, yeah, that's our, I was going to say that at least part one of our episode of comic book doppelgangers. Cause I think there's some, a few more, maybe we'll do a second installment on the Patreon, patreon.com mm. forward slash the greatest pod. If you want to go ahead and throw some shekels down to uh, support us. And uh, uh, we already did the Manscaped read earlier, so you heard that. But, yeah, uh, 20% off and free shipping if you fucks with Manscaped. Uh, one look, stroke, uh, 20 lengths. Let me do the thing. One stroke, 20 lengths. I forgot the other part, but it was it was in the read. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead, Ron. I'm going to stroke for you. Um, but in all reality, guys, if you've listened to our Manscaped thing, like seriously, help us out and go buy one. Like uh, It'll help us out a lot. Like Just honestly, Promo. just to be straightforward. Yeah buy it promo code greatest pod when you check out the other way you can help us out uh if you're not wanting to throw down money which i can't blame you uh in this economy um, <laughs> eggs are 87 dollars but <laughs> what you can do instead is uh leave us a, a five-star review say something nice about us uh talk about the price of eggs and how cool we are and how it makes <laughs> you feel better about the price of eggs whatever you want to say on there it really helps us out it moves us up in the charts and gets more ears listening to the greatest pod so please do that thank you and if you really, really want to just send us a big fat letter, you can oh, yeah. email the greatest pod at email the greatest pod at gmail.com. We tend to read the best ones on air, and we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of good times out of hearing what you guys have to say to us. And uh, this is a conversation. You're a part of it. Email the greatest pod at gmail.com to be part of it. That just to clarify, you have to put em. A I L the greatest pod in the, in the two yes. line. Yes. Yes. Just to be yes, clear. Sorry. Yes. All right. But yes, that's what you have to do. Yeah. And uh, the other thing you have to do is be happy that you listen to this doppelgangers twinsies, very silly episode of the greatest pod.